My name is Joe Escobedo, and with me today is Daniel Cooley. Hello. Daniel is LinkedIn's content marketing evangelist. Today we're talking about content strategy. So maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit what, what you do at LinkedIn, Daniel? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I run a team across APAC of content marketing evangelists, and our role is really to consult with our, um, our enterprise clientele on how to do content marketing better on the LinkedIn platform. And so that's us in a nutshell. Okay, great. And I think content marketing is one of those ambiguous words. Everybody kind of wants to do it, but no one really knows exactly what it means. Maybe you can kind of give us your definition of it. Yeah, it does have a few meanings, uh, yeah. or a few interpretations of the meanings. The way I like to look at it is, is, is content marketing is um, a technique to use in order to build a level of trust uh, and value out of your brand beyond just pursuing for straight sales. So the way I like to think about it is that if you are just chasing immediate uh, conversions and that last click, things like advertising are very effective ways of, of, of using marketing and a great tactic for that. But content marketing is a little bit more robust than that. If you wanted to try and achieve a level of thought leadership or you want to own a topic or a conversation or a community within a market, um, content marketing is definitely the right technique, mm. the right tactic to use in your marketing stack. So that is definitely where I would put the interpretation of content marketing. Mm. It absolutely assists with, uh, with convincing people to make purchases. It can also assist with converting them. But it should not be the only tactic that you use in your marketing. Mm. So the idea is it should be something that complements things like your advertising uh, and, uh, and maybe your account-based marketing or other different tactics that you like to use. It's just another tactic that a marketer can use. So we think of content marketing as kind of a longer term. Totally is. Yes. Yeah, so the idea of, of content marketing is trust takes time to build, right? Or thought leadership. You can't be a thought leader overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea is that you actually engage in the tactic of content marketing in order to establish yourself as one of these. But you need to have a long-term vision for this. And, and some of the clients that I consult with, that vision can be anywhere between you know, uh, 12 months to five years. And having a marketer think five years in advance, half yeah. a decade ahead, is like this is where we want to be in five years' time, is always a daunting and scary task, especially when you're measured by monthly results or quarterly results. Exactly. So it does take a different mindset to do content marketing effectively, but I understand that it is a tactic that if you do invest in it, over time you will see stronger successes in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, that we often don't talk about is um, creating content assets over that long period of time helps you build momentum. And when you're building momentum, you're attracting larger audiences, you're attracting better quality of, of customer. Mm -hmm. And those customers tend to be also advocates who can actually help amplify your content out or amplify your brand. They also can uh, usually be um, better customers in terms of buying more products uh, or cons consistently um, returning customers as well. Because you put in the groundwork to nurture them, you put in the groundwork to, to provide them value beyond just what your product offers. And so content marketing over time is really a very, very strong technique to get really high quality, repeatable and scalable businesses for your, for your brand. Okay, great. And what about brands who, you know, they haven't really started content marketing, how do they go about getting started with their content strategy? Right, so strategy is the first thing. Um, don't start creating content without a strategy. Yes. Um, that's, that's a really, really important way. Uh, the, way I, the way I would encourage people to create a strategy um, is through three key steps, and they're very linear. So the first one is diagnosis. So the idea here is basically researching. Researching your audience, researching your customer, 
researching your uh, market, uh, researching your competitors, and researching yourself. Marketers often have this innate fear of actually talking to customers directly. And the only way you're really going to figure out where your, your brand sits in your ecosystem and, and the value that your brand imparts to customers is actually talking to them. So it's two different types of, of, of research you should be doing there, quality and quantity. So the quality is really sitting down and talking to past customers, face-to-face, -face, interviewing them, asking them really poignant questions about why did you consider us, how did you make your decision, how long did it take you to make your decision for your purchase, uh, if we were to create content, what type of content would you like to see? Um, even looking at what, uh, you know, when you were comparing us to our competitors, where did you see us being more valuable? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of questions. Um, the, the quantity part is where you would just um, increase the amount of, of surveys that you would send out there that would actually ask very similar questions, mm -hmm. but at a larger scale. Okay. So if you're trying to target for a B2B space, IT decision makers, mm -hmm. grab three or four and have, sit down with them and have an intimate conversation. And then secondly, scale that. So use LinkedIn, for example, to run a series of surveys that you can then ask the very similar questions to your ID, uh, IT decision maker audience. Mm. Getting similar results then will give you some clarity around what type of content is going to be the most valuable for that audience, mm. where they actually see your brand in the ecosystem or in the, in the marketplace right now. The other thing to also do is then to talk to your own people inside your, your, your employees within mm -hmm. your brand. And there's two different types. Number one, talk to your C-suite. They're the ones who evangelize and promote what the brand's core values are. Mm. Now, they're, they're not always right in terms of, of what they want to do, but they are the ones who best know what the brand believes it should be standing for. They're the ones who are driving the vision. Mm -hmm. Very important to talk to them. The second one is to talk to your client-facing uh, um, uh, business units. Okay. So this includes your sales teams, okay. includes your customer service, mm -hmm. includes your call centers. Mm -hmm. Talking to all of these guys here, they will help you identify some key customer pain points, where they are actually hearing value and non-value from your, from your brand, mm -hmm. and this can actually help shape your marketing as well. So in that diagnosis stage, it's just researching. It's just asking questions, bringing in the information, and I would encourage people not to just use audience listening tools to, mm -hmm. to do this, right? Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's bring it back to a more human level yeah, and, and look at really where that brand really sits. First phase. Second phase is actually building the strategy itself. Mm -hmm. So now you have all that research, and the question is, then what do I do with it all? Yeah, well, a lot of it will become self-evident, right? So a lot of it will become self-evident about where the direction is and what content's gonna be valuable. But you do need to have a, a clear pathway in building that. <clears throat> so the second part of building a strategy is um, setting up a content mission. And what we like to do at LinkedIn and the Content Marketing Evangelists, mm -hmm. we, we say the content mission is really sort of this foundation. You're building blocks that all pieces of content you create will be attributed to. Okay. So the idea is this content mission is audience focus first, so it's not about what you are doing the content for and about what your outcomes for success are, but really about if you create content and your audience reads it, what do they want off the back of that, right? Yeah. So what is the expected outcome that they are going to do? Uh, and the way we like to frame it at LinkedIn is that this audience, if you're creating content for the LinkedIn platform, the best way to, to, to know that it's right for our platform is if it, if it helps the audience or the, the target audience you're, you're trying to reach to be a better professional and more successful in their job. Okay. Right? So if the content you're providing them actually helps them become more informed, it upskills their skills, it does those types of things, mm -hmm. that's the type of content that will really work well on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So we actually really encourage you to think about that. And in the content mission, it's really about building a one paragraph elevator pitch about why you're creating the content, who's it for, and what you expect them to do. 
Okay. That's it. That's your foundation, right? Every piece of content you create in your strategy should be able to relate nicely back to that one content mission. Mm. Um, and then the third part uh, is the goals, right? So of the strategy. So always making sure you have a goal. And one of the key things I, I say is make sure you set up how you're going to measure your goals before you hit the publish button. Because okay. if you start publishing content, you're going to just fall back into to measuring things of vanity metrics and mm. traffic and followers and likes. Yes. Now, there is use in that, but they are not going to give you the ROI you might need to ask for more budget from your brand mm -hmm. and, your, and your, your greater teams. So the idea is here, you need to think about what type of goals you need to, need to have and you need to be specific. So in your diagnosis phase, you might identify that you only own 20% of the market share in this place. Mm -hmm. And you in the next 12 months want to grow that market share to 35%. Mm -hmm. So your goal specifically is over the next 12 months, we want to grow our market share from 20% to 35%. Um, and that is your goal. It's not, we need to get 100 likes. We need to get 25 shares. It's not that, it's, it's really a start point and end point and you will be able to quantify how, uh, how successful your content has been in, in playing the role of that. Um, and then the final part is the tactics, right? And so this is where we start talking about formats. So should it be video? Should it be a white paper? Should it be a uh, Snapchat story? Whatever it is that you wanted to do. Think about the formats last. I often hear clients get, oh, we've got $20,000 worth of video budget to create. My first question is, why video? Yeah. Um, why, why video? Is that, does your audience want video? Have you done the research around whether or not that is the right format? Mm. Have you done research around whether or not you are uh, distributing this in the right way? So the idea is, formats always come last. Identify where your audience is, right. what's important to them, where they actually live, and then put your budgets into those in the strategy rather than actually uh, starting off with the format first. Um, and then the other question on that is like, how many pieces of content should I create? Mm -hmm. No easy answer for that, especially in the strategy. And so the idea is to um, experiment with what you think is the right one for you. And the best way to place that is, in your diagnosis session in research, one of the questions you should be trying to ask is the buyer journey or figuring out how long that buyer journey is. Mm -hmm. Is it two years? Is it six months? Is it three days? Mm -hmm. And then think about how much content you would need for a person across that buyer journey mm. to help convince them at the right stages. So that might be 10 pieces of content, it might be 100 pieces of content, it might be one piece of content. Mm. So the idea is for you to really figure that out, and that's different for every vertical and very different for every brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's some very good There's a lot of talk there, sorry. No, 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 I, no, no I, I, some very, very good points. I think I wanted to distill some of them. I think, absolutely, I, I hear you. A lot of my clients, the same thing. They say, what you know, channel should we be using? And like you said, you need to go back and get yeah. the initial steps and diagnosing and really understanding the audience and putting them first, rather than saying, you know, should I use LinkedIn or should I use Twitter? Or should I use? Oh, totally. It's one of the most important things about the diagnosis part is to decide what not to do rather than mm. decide what to do. Right? You yeah. have all these options across you. Right? You've got this entire marketing suite that you can use: Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever it is you want to do on social, and then on search, and then you have email and everything else. Yeah. And for you, it's to figure out really, how do I knock them off? Like a game of guess who, right? Mm. Like tick them all off and go, okay, which are the three that I should be focused on mm. and where I can put most of my budgets in because I know my audience is sitting there. I've done the research. They've told me that's where they are. Mm -hmm. let's, let's double down and figure out how we can be the best we possibly can be on these platforms and know the audience is there. So it is not about doing everything. It's not about chasing shiny new things like voice search yes. and, uh, and AI and <laughs> the chatbots. Uh, it's about doing marketing and the basics correct first, getting that down pat, and then figuring out whether or not those are places for you to grow your marketing. 
I mean, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of the times, marketers, especially in large organizations, forget about the fundamentals, and they just, like you said, chase that shiny new bell, totally. whatever is you know the hot topic for the day. That's what they're chasing. I made a personal pledge of mine uh, that 2018 was the the year I was going to get back to basics, because I looked at the marketing trends reports that come out at the end of every single year. And every single one of them was like, the, the next big thing is gonna be AI technology. Yeah, exactly. And, everything. and I'm just like, does anyone track their goals? Who here is measuring attribution correctly? Who yeah. here can actually say they've got the right ROI or the right lead scoring attached? Yeah. These are basics that you need to have in order to prove things like content marketing work. Mm. If you haven't got that set up, forget the shiny things. Yeah. That stuff it will, will, is not even relevant. It shouldn't even be on your radar yet. Get the right stuff done first, and then you can focus on on where you can expand it into exciting new areas. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, so let's say that's for brands that are just getting started. Let's say brands that have been doing content marketing for say a year or so, they've built up a kind of content pipeline. Yeah. Um, is it worth kind of investing in things like content audits to see whether or not, you know, how it's performing? Or yes. A lot of the times, like I said, mistake is they just keep going and then a year or two down the road, they're like, what did we achieve? Yeah. And it's a, it's a common challenge I see in a lot of organizations. I totally agree. I think um, with any kind of digital marketing, we have the luxury of doing A-B testing with everything we do, right? Mm -hmm. And that should be ingrained and built into your culture of the, of the marketing team. So you need to test, 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 test. And then in other words, that is auditing your content, right? It's mm -hmm. optimizing, it's making it better as you go along. But you also need to figure out how you can scale some of the content you're creating as well. Mm -hmm. Now scale is not always the best way to do it with every piece of content. But if you invest a lot of money into building a white paper or a report that actually is designed to um, cater to a, a very specific niche or, or an audience, um, think about the ways you can slice and dice that. And at LinkedIn, we call that big rock content. So you have this big piece of content you invest a lot of money into create. It's, it's industry defining. It's, mm -hmm. it's a benchmark piece of content that your industry would, would mm -hmm. needs and loves. Then. Think about the ways that you can slice and dice it to get some longevity out of it, right? So that you're not just putting all your money into one piece of sponsored paid content yeah. and, and having this big, huge bet. Hedge your bets. Split it up. Think about whether or not you should do a video version. Think about where you can do an infographic. Think about how you can do a series of blog posts, some thought leadership from your employees, and some opinions and take backs. And then also distribute that. So send that out, that one big, big rock piece of content, splitting it up into little chips and getting them all to, uh, to help you um, scale the amount of content you send out. And then you can reverse the other way. I've got too much content yeah. and it's not performing enough. Then you really do need to audit yourself, right? You yeah. need to come back and you need to look at, okay, which, or, which pieces of content are performing the best mm -hmm. and which pieces are not. And, uh, and then how do we move forward?